0: Hello? Yes, yes. Asthmatic, can you hear me? Marlon, yeah. yeah. Can, can you hear me? Yup, yup. Good looking now, my G. Alright, cool. Does it, does it sound okay, bro? Uh, I have my AirPods <laughs> on. Yeah, I got my AirPods too.
1: You sound good. Can you hear me good? Yes, sir. Dope. Alright, ladies and gents, welcome to happy Podcast. Everybody that's been supporting Season 1 all the way through Season 6. And by the time you guys hear this, this will be Season 6, Episode 17. And... um. Ladies and gents, I think the, the importance of the DJ culture in hip-hop is, is so important, especially in 2022, because sometimes I think the meaning can be lost. You know what I'm saying, asthmatic? and And yeah, um, yeah. the, the, the role of the DJ in the music industry is super important. And sometimes I think what technology has done in, in the internet, I think sometimes the, the role of the DJ gets lost. But this next DJ right here, man, he's, uh, he's somebody that I met in Santa Cruz a couple weeks back. I want to say thanks to, uh, I want to give a shout out to Paul, everybody at Masarap, and everybody in the Milpitas and Santa Cruz that I got a chance to build with at the Mexipino Pass. And um, this is the DJ that helped me down on the decks when they performed that day, and uh, we've gotten a chance to build, and he's coming from Milpitas. One, I want to say shout to all my folks in the Bay Area, and I'm going to stop talking ladies and gents without no further ado. We got DJ Asthmatic in the house. What up, dog? Hey, what's up, bro? Thank you for that dope, dope, dope introduction, bro. I appreciate that. No doubt, no doubt. Yo, man, <laughs> I know uh, you got a you got a busy schedule ahead of you,
0: so I just want to get to it. Um I asked all my guests, where were you born and raised? Yeah, so um uh for those who are not familiar uh with the Bay Area, there's bear Bay is a big place, right? So uh I was born and raised in the 408 area. So currently, I, I reside in but I, mm-hmm. I moved around, around a lot between San Hel and Mopitas a lot of the time, um, but most of my recent is recently from the mopitas area overall. So yeah, uh, I'm Filipino American, so I'm, I'm born and raised here under in a Filipino household. Nice, nice.
1: Do you know the story of how like your mom and dad even migrated to San Jose, like from the
0: Philippines to San Jose? Like, do you know the reason or? Yeah, you know, I think there's one thing. That's so important is uh there's this a this saying no roots, no self, mm. no roots, no self. So basically mm-hmm. no roots, no self, and then K N O W, no roots, no self. So I always I'm always interested in, you know, learning about my past, my history, my culture. So my mom was actually so a lot of Filipino families, they're able to come here through uh, through a uh, petition, because mm-hmm, of family mm-hmm. members being in the military. So my mom's aunt uh, married someone who was from the military and he was able to her here. So they petitioned my mom and her sisters, and then she ended up uh, marrying my dad and was able to bring my dad over here. My dad was a merchant marine in the Philippines.
1: Oh, wow.
0: They would write letters to each other, like literally. <laughs> so, oh, wow. A
1: pretty wild love story. <laughs> I love it. So, and, and why San Jose? Why did they pick 408? Were they already, did you have family members in uh, the 408 area already?
0: Were you like, fuck it, let's go there. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the one who took them, uh, she moved here specifically. I don't know why she chose this place. You know what I mean? And honestly, I'd say I'm pretty fortunate because the Philam community here is very well connected and, facts uh, yeah it's, it's it's so crazy to me like uh, the reason why i say that is because i got a homie from the uh, dj homie from the pdx portland oregon and he was saying it just it's uh it's the community isn't as big as like over here you know what i mean yeah um and unless as of recently too it's crazy because so in the bay area uh the if you if you from like south city san, uh, san francisco Daily City, right? The the Filipino community is very well connected. I feel like as of recently in the 408 area, we actually have the biggest Filipino American population, right? Oh, yeah. But I felt like we weren't as connected as much and as popping with the events until these most recent couple years. You know what I mean? I'm not saying we weren't, there weren't events being thrown, but I just feel like the Filipino American community just started to really come up with a lot of these events going on in the 408 area, as I have noticed as of recently, which is pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. and I
1: always thought that the Filipinos in the Bay Area, my fellow Phil, Phil, um, Phil and folks out there, um, there's there's a bunch of there's always creativity going on in the Bay, and especially up north. And um, I hit you up for this interview because I felt like the the rich history of turntablism that originated in the Bay Area and and the Filipinos' involvement is is a. We we have some huge involvement in the DJ community, bro. As Filipinos, mm. you feel yeah. me though, my G. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of great Filipino DJs that paved the way for the hip hop culture. Period. You know, and when I meet younger DJs like you, on I say that because you know, I'm almost in my 40s, and and I feel really? like it's imp- wow. Yes. <laughs> you look younger, man. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you. I feel like. Um, as a hip hop artist getting older in this, it's important for me to like stay in tune with the generation younger than me just to keep an ear on like what's popping, what's hot, like who are the yeah. DJs making moves out here? It's important, you know what I'm saying? Um let me ask you this. Um what's your introduction? Oh well, before you a- ask you that, describe growing up in San Jose. What was that like? I know the Filipino culture was heavy. Um, what was like the main influence that San Jose has had on you
0: yeah yeah so the San Jose Milpitas area so uh, just a little background um, I like the 6th grade I stayed in uh, San Jose like east side San Jose overall right. Um, right, right you know usually San Jose is known for like you know uh, east side San Jose is so where it can be pretty rough overall so luckily I was able to you know my parents we moved we ended up moving out to uh Mopitas. Yeah. Um, basically, we had a house in the, in the East Side area, and then because of the 2008 recession, a lot of people lost their housing, and so they had to short sell and they had to put all their money to the Philippines into property in the Philippines. Right. So right. basically, I moved ar- around a lot in the in the uh, uh, moved around a lot in the. Mil- uh, Renting, like I remember at one point, I lived with a family of 17 people in one house, and that's how you know, that's how Filipinos do it sometimes, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I'd say, um, my biggest impact with my creativity really, really uh impacted me when I was growing up in Mopitas because I had a creative group of friends. It's so crazy now because a couple of them they're still very creative, like one of them is actually a singer. Shout out Vince A trying to make it in uh, LA right now. So, so we, we used to make, like, it's so, okay, None, not a lot of people know this, but we used to, like, make, like, a lot of videos in high school. It's still on YouTube nowadays. Uh We were also, uh whatchamacallit, uh, making music, too. Before DJ Asmatic, I, I tried yeah. doing rap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, I'm glad I stayed with DJ, yo. <laughs> Rapping was not good, man. I'm not as good as Marlon, y'all. Not nah, everyone has nah, a nah. talent like Marlon Deeb, y'all. <laughs> nah, so, nah.
1: That's um, dope. Uh
0: huh. So, um, that's where my my creativity really started to come up. Um, and just getting in touch with that Bay culture, oval. So, My my parents, um, my family they're 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 really like old school Filipinos. So they, you know they listen to a lot of like you know the OPM, uh, yeah, uh, rock songs like Journey and all that. So yeah. I wasn't really too influenced to the Bay Area culture, and the way I was I got like truly introduced to it like being real was through YouTube hella crazy I used to just like 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 search like I would like be stuck in this like this deep black hole of just like uh what you call it um finding a bunch of songs you know what I mean you know how you just be scrolling through YouTube and sometimes you'd be doing that for hours watching different videos that's exactly what happened um and then of course you know growing up Malpitas the the video culture was still very much touched with the malpitas area overall um there wasn't much here too uh before i came up doing club gig because i'm actually turning 24 next month wow but before we do, yeah so before so doing club gigs, i I'm know jealous man. i'm
1: jealous <laughs> damn you're 20 hey homie you're 23 23 yes yeah t- so you're, t- you're when, when are you turning 24 october 28th brother listen to me man listen yo dog. You got so much life ahead of you. You better. Get anyone pregnant out here? You listening to me, my
0: my brother? I, yes, sir. You're I know. 20. I I know you're
1: wilder now, and yes, you should, cause you're 23. But man, listen, stay out of trouble. Stay focused, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't get caught up in any trouble out here, for real, got man. Got it. Did you Did you have a kid at a young age? I, I don't have a kid to this day. But I guess all I'm saying is. If I can just pass on any advice to my fellow yeah. especially my fellow Filipino American in the in the music industry um if it makes you happy and you love it if you love DJing all I got to say is keep doing it yes sir. As, as as the years go on you're going to see your peers around you people will get others pregnant people will get married people will move on in life and I'm not saying you're not going to do any of that but make sure you, you stick to doing what you love that's all I can say man You know what I'm saying? Just just keep doing what you love. If it makes you happy,
0: keep doing it. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. No, yeah, I remember... (laughs) I haven't disclosed this on a podcast, but when I was in a relationship one time, the whole DJing thing just never really clicked with, with that significant other overall, so welcome yeah. to life So <laughs> welcome but, but to life but hey after after <laughs> things just turned out differently between both of us I came up yeah. with a DJ game man so yeah it, it all works out you know for your own growth you know what I mean no doubt That's and before it. we
1: before we get into your introduction to the DJ culture I want to get back to hip hop real quick um and I know like what's what's your first introduction to hip hop was it a song that you heard what is it? Was it a music video? Like, what was your first memories of hip hop?
0: So my first memories of hip hop was um, when my mom would play the radio. I would just remember. I remember, would, uh this one time she had like the, the the old school radio on, and then um, I heard Tupac for the first time. Dope, and dope. then, and then when I when I got when I got more into music, this was what like more like middle school, like right? sixth grade or whatever. That's when I started, like, I found that song again. And then that's when I started getting more branched out.
1: To, what like, song? Lot,
0: uh, it was like, Changes with- by Tupac. Okay, cool, That was cool, a song. Cool. That was a song. Dope. And I, I, I really, he's actually my favorite rapper. So I got inspired by him. Big thing with that cycle is always giving back to the community. That's one thing that I always try to do as much as possible. You know, try, just try to help out where I can and when I can. You know what I mean? Nice. Now, I know you started out,
1: like, you know, at first you, you, you tried rapping. Like, from from there, how
0: old were you when you started rapping? Or Man, I to- <laughs> was like, we started, like, maybe freshman, sophomore year. Of high school? <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's funny because um, my homies who I grew up with, like whenever, like uh, let's say I'm like talking to like a girl, or whatever, they'll pull up these these raps because they're on YouTube still. <laughs> and you gotta find. I'm not gonna disclose what my rap name was, but through YouTube. <laughs> so I mean, we didn't do no shows or nothing. We just ended up posting it somewhere because you know, we you know my generation, we were the generation of things getting posted on so on YouTube. So the first yes, I, the first exposure of Asian creativity for me was. Seeing a lot of these uh, YouTubers, right? Like, like who was it? There was like Nigahiga. There was like, uh, um, what were the other, other ones? Uh, Timothy Delaghetto, right? So a lot of my friends were inspired by those type of people overall. Um, that's stuff that we saw on YouTube. And then, you know, SoundCloud came about. So all those things were, were things that I kind of saw growing up. In terms of the hip hop industry, which was which is so crazy, it's so different. So and, yeah. what,
1: and what was your introduction to uh, DJing? Like, how did you come across like your love for the for the for turntables and DJing? Man, mm-hmm. yeah, man. So it's crazy. So
0: have you seen the Get Down, Marlon? Have you
1: seen the Get Down? Okay. is that on Netflix? Yes, 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 I, yes. I I've seen bits
0: and pieces, but not the whole thing. Yeah. So the Get Down. It's like, it's like fictional story, but some of the events are true of the, of how hip hop began basically after the blackout in uh, New York, right? So yeah. I saw, I saw that TV show. They never finished it on Netflix, which is really disappointing. And there was this DJ, his name was Shallow. I think this yeah. guy is actually based off Grandmaster Flash, I believe so. And, oh, uh, wow. And Furious five, yeah. Because I am I'm like dude, I wanna become a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I was talking about it, I was trying to get things together, I ended up buying myself a new mark mixed track pro two, right? And then um, I was looking for like a mentor. So I did I did some sessions at the studio, but then there was this one DJ. This one DJ. It's it's crazy now because this DJ, the one I looked up in the beginning, the one who I just saw as a role model i'm part of his group now called the uplifter okay so wild to me so shout out to the uplifter shout out to dj eternal dj diversity JB, uh kevin belisario uh dj Dre, and dj Jeff. um those those are the people in the uplifter so it's a funny story so long story short at a gig right and he was on the radio like this this body dude he's filipino too He's been in the game for a while, right? He's very well-respected. He's a really good scratcher, he, and he, he reps Eastside Sano hella hard. You know what I mean? He was on the radio, so I reached out to him on Facebook. I sent him this whole essay. It's funny because we laugh about it to this day. And then he just li- leaves me on red. <laughs> and
1: mm-hmm. then,
0: what was it, like, a couple months later, um, there was this dude that I was networking with at the gym where I worked at. His name is Cru- Crucial, he, Um He was a DJ as well. He still DJs every now and then. He owns a uh, clothing spot uh, where Mm. he prints out clothing. He connects me with his homie who apparently gives lessons for DJ. And little known fact, he was DJ Eternal. And he gave me lessons. He gave me lessons uh, this barbershop in Eastridge, which is a mall in the east side, San Jose, at the back of a barbershop. (laughs) And then, yeah, eventually I learned how to count my beats, scratch a little bit, and then uh, I would just use his name To kind of get to know people You know And that's it that's, that's how he came up In the game
1: That's cool man um, Let me ask you this I see your uh, posts a lot Like there's a lot of Club gigs um, how, What's the importance Of doing club gigs For you as a DJ How Like Do you enjoy Club gigs Do you um, enjoy do you, do you enjoy The club gigs Or what kind of What kind of gigs Do you really love yeah. to do yeah,
0: so you know what? Um, so I'm 23 now, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm 23 now. So, so like I was saying earlier, right? I used to throw parties in Mopitas because nothing was going on Mopitas. and because the reason I was able to do that was because, so I've been working two or three jobs since I got out of high school. Currently, i work working jobs, right? Wow. Um, DJing is one of them. I can I can DJ as a job, but it's also a passion too, right? Um, so. One of my jobs before I used to manage a clubhouse. It was like this space where you could host parties, right? It was like a medium sized space in Mojitas. Right? And mm-hmm. we used to get it on the discount. So I would throw parties, fundraiser shows, art shows, and I would book artists. It was Duh. it was it was, a, it was a it was a crazy time during that time. And then during that time too, I was also part of a group called the Lychee Boys until so we parted ways. Vince A, the one I mentioned earlier, the homie I mentioned earlier, (laughs) he was the one who found that group. So shout out to to Vince A, who found the Leachie Boys. So this one day, his cousin, uh, DJ Christie, shout out to him. He's in Hawaii now, taking photos. He introduces me to him. And then um, this was before I turned uh, 21. (laughs) It was like a month before, so it's okay. So, he hooks me up for this club gig. And this club gig is actually pretty well known with, like, a lot of people. Like, it's, yeah. it's a pretty popping And this is where all, a lot of Asians go to. All the Vietnamese, Filipinos be going to this club. Yeah. So, I got my first gig there. And then there was this other night, too, where he took me to another club. And I was able to meet a bunch of other DJs. So, this was 2019, October. From 2019 October to March 2020 before COVID hit, I was doing hella club gigs, Sick. right? And I was I was getting booked, but then COVID happened, and that ruined a lot, right? Especially for the for the for the music business, yeah. Right? It was a very tough time, and then coming back this time around, I made a good impression with a lot of those owners and managers and DJs, so they ended up booking me coming out. So club gigs, I I really love, man, hundred percent. It's lit, you know. Especially that I'm young, it's fun, right? You 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 get to meet a lot of people people recognize you for that um but at the same time too you know got to be honest in terms of paying the bills it's not the most money Mm. right so that's why i'm fortunate to have you know the mobile dj game. that's what the uplifters mainly focus on where we do like weddings cotillions uh, house parties you know because that's where the real value of djing really comes up comes up a lot Mm. with the club it's kind of a little bit tricky Right, mm. it's everything it's usually at a set rate, generally for club gigs. Unless you're a really top DJ, right, that they want to book out, then yeah, of course you're gonna get paid more. You know what I mean? Um, favorite gigs, like Pan down, dude. Uh, just like the event that we did, you and I, the Mexican Yes, fest. yes,
1: yes, yes, yes.
0: Dude, community events, man. I, I, yes. I had one on on Friday too. It was for the Moon Festival. Nice. Chinese, Vietnamese, American, dude. Those guys are always the most fun. Because the reason why is because I'm not set to a set list. I could really play whatever I want. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, man, I always tell this. I don't play generally, like, for myself. I play for the people. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And usually, community events, it's always a really good vibe. I mean, yes. wasn't it fun for you, that one, when you came up, bro? Yes. At least, Jess, I, I want to add this. And this is how I
1: met DJ Athmetic. Um... I got booked for the gig, I want to give shouts to Paul once again, and um, when I went there, the love and the energy of of Santa Cruz was so awesome, and I never know really who's watching, you never really know who's watching you in the crowd, and I ended up meeting the mayor of uh, Santa Cruz. Um, She was there watching, and she gave me props. And I got a lot of feedback from the people out there about my music. A lot of people got my Instagram links, my my Spotify links. And it was really a great chance to network with my people in the Bay. And every time I do a show in San Francisco or the Bay Area, guys, it's always fun. It's always love. It's always great energy. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. Always. (laughs) So I had a blast. I had such a great time. And I was humbled with the applause that I got. From the crowd that day, man, great time, yeah. good memory,
0: dude. You rocked that set, bro. You you really brought the energy for show. Oh, that thanks, man.
1: Thank you. And you know, ladies and gents, like I've I've done my share of interviews with DJs on my podcast, but I gotta be honest, I haven't done a lot of DJs in the Bay. I haven't interviewed a lot of DJs from up north, and that's why, like when I met you, I was like, you know what, I gotta get him on because I can just tell that you got, you just got this energy about you that. um you know how to uh, you know how to work well with other artists um, so let me ask you this where do you see your career as a DJ asthmatic? do you see yourself doing radio someday do you see yourself doing yeah like where do you see yourself in five years let's say by the time you're 28 where do you see yourself as a DJ
0: um, you know that's one thing that I've, I've thought about for like yeah. a while too you know cause yeah. I, I also have to be realistic you know what I mean um, mm. You know, when I was a lot more, uh, a couple years back, I had, like, this dream of, like, becoming, like, a festival DJ. But mm. I, had to learn, I had to know how to produce music. And, you know, I tried producing, but, man, I don't got the patience for that. Mm. <laughs> um, honestly, man, just just uh, continuing to do these type of mobile gigs, take whatever gig, you know, I can get overall, mm. and just keep building my brand name, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy now because, you know, I'm at this like in my career now where like I'll get like four or five inquiries for the same exact day you know what mm. I mean which is, which is really cool you know and I think if anything the best thing that I would love to do with this power of uh, being able to you know be a good you know be a be a fun good energy bringing type of DJ is uh, give it back to the community if anything man and just good uh, chin, bro. watching people smile you know um, and just to hopefully continue to network with artists just as yourself. You know what I mean? Um, I'm hoping to... to. I, I also do want to, like, you be able... Cause, uh, because of being able to network with other artists, host shows. I used to host shows a lot a while back. Yes, It's yes, been yes, a yes. while. And, dude, Marlon, you already know. Next show that I that I have in the works... I'm gonna hit you up, brother. Oh, man, hit I you can't. Up, man, <laughs> I
1: can't wait to get
0: out there, fuck with y'all again. Bring you to um, my city first, and listen. and I I want to be able to do that. That's 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 the thing, you know. That's it. I'd say. I, I feel like the 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 followers or the the my, that doesn't really matter to me. As long as I'm able to affect somebody, you know, that's all that matters to me. Like for example, um, it was crazy to me because I I didn't. I, I, I try to stay as humble as possible, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, and I, I, I always feel like, I, you know, I can be better. I'm always so hard on myself. That's, that's a big thing about myself, you know? Yeah. I feel like I could always do better. I don't know if you feel the same way as an artist. Do you feel that too sometimes, Marlon? All day, every day.
1: Yeah, All day, bro. every day.
0: Yeah. day. We're every-
1: supposed to be hard on ourselves. And I think that's because that just shows you care about your craft, you know? Yeah, um exactly. and you care about what you do,
0: and you want to get better, you want to be good, and you care, you know? Yeah, bro, so, um but, you know, there's, like, moments like this that just remind me, because, you know, I'll be honest, there, there's been some points in my career where I did feel like, you know, quitting or taking a break, you know what I mean? And the reason behind that is because, you know, like I say, I work three jobs, and sometimes what I'll do is, you know, I'll work, I work full-time at one of my jobs, right, and I'll still do gigs, no, yes, it is a passion that I that I love, but sometimes I do get burnt out. Mm-hmm. So I learned how to choose my gigs and choose where to put my energy. You good. know what I mean? Because I'm at that good, point good. now. Now I'm not because I used what I used to do, man, I used to work full time and work like three, five gigs in one weekend. Just to uh, get my name out there. You know what I mean? And that's all I do sometimes, good. right? Yeah, you gotta hustle. But basically what happened on Friday. You're a true Sunday, Filipino. That's true right, bro. <laughs> Catholic, bro, you're, you're, bro. you're
1: a true Filipino. So you had a great gig on Friday.
0: Congratulations, man. And um... So it was at uh, at the Flea Market. You know what? Mm-hmm. The, you, you all got Flea Market in San Diego, right? Yes, 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 yes. So there's this place where they host community events, where they organize shows, right? And then there was the Moon Festival, and these group of high school kids, they came up to me. They, they were one of the performers of the Lion Dance crew. They yeah. come, like, like hey, DJ Asthmatic? And they were, they were, it was like a little fan club. There was like eight of them. I'm like, what the awesome, hell? They awesome. wanted to take a photo. And then I was like, dang. And they were awesome. just really hyped to just talk to me in person and just to talk to me, which was really amazing.
1: But that, the moments
0: that. like that really remind me, like, you know, that the, the, the energy that I bring is very pure, you know, and it yes. really rubs off on people.
1: Yes. And I think the fact that... Um, I think one of the keys to longevity in this music business is to make sure that you maintain good relationships with the people that that you've met, the people that you've done business with, the, the uh, club owners you've met, because if they always remember you as a guy that was easy to work with and a guy that was like fair and you came through on your word, guess what, bro? They're always gonna book you. You feel me? Yeah. They're Hell always yeah. gonna ask you. As long as that reputation is always like that, you're gonna be good. Oh, um, yeah. Let me ask you this uh, there's a lot of things going on in the country. Um, as a Filipino American, what's your thoughts on Filipino-American representation? Not just in the music industry, but in general in this country. Like, how do you feel about our, our role in this country right now? Filipino-Americans.
0: You know what? Um, like, as you were saying earlier, um, you know, they were a big part of, like, I, <laughs> like one of the things of <laughs> they culture. They were the DJs and the boys, Right? They were the DJs and the D-boys. Right? Yes. I, but, Nowadays, man, when I see artists like you, right, just come up, I, I feel like because I'm a DJ, I'm more uh, more um, exposed to those type of people. But I feel like some Phil they don't even know that there's other, like, Filipino-owned businesses, rappers, singers, mm. which is so crazy, right? Mm. So uh, as a DJ, it's, it's my, you know, one of my duties is to represent that and share that with others. You know, that's what I feel like is a big thing. You know what I mean? Um, so, I feel like our representation is coming up a lot. There is a lot of Filipinos coming up in the game, like yeah. you know, like Pilo, Saweetie, right? Yeah. And they really put on for the culture, which is so amazing. DJ Lex, right? So, and even like, you know, that Joe Koi with Eastern Sunday thing that just came out, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yes. So, it's, it's, it's amazing because, you know, growing up, I didn't really see that as much.
1: Yeah
0: um, One artist That just I, I really loved um, That I love this Even to this very day He's I think he's my favorite artist Right now That I That I loved growing up uh, Listening to Was Bamboo de Pistola
1: Sick Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, you glad, know what I'm
0: glad, right? glad I'm, I'm glad you said that man
1: Shouts to Bamboo Yeah I'm glad you said that You know what's up You know what's yeah, up Yeah
0: man he, You know what's I, really good Oh man dude He was He was like my first Like exposure To like A Phil Am artist I'm like Whoa this guy's Filipino, you know, and, and dude, oh, yeah. when he would rap about stuff, it was so relatable, mm-hmm. right? When, he, like, express, when, like, expression, your lyrics, right? Thank it's amazing because it's relatable to us as Phil Ams, you know what I mean, uh, in this country. So, yeah, I feel like representation is a huge thing. It's very Bam. important.
1: Bam, if you ever hear this episode, I just want to say, man, as a, as a college student going to Cal State Fullerton, in the early 2000s um, seeing Native Guns perform for the first time at the what? college festivals just seeing um, you know, of course, like, Babu was great as a solo artist, but as a group, as a duo, Native Guns, like when I first saw them, it inspired me even more to be like, wow, like man, Filipinos are, are like we're, we're mad hip-hop <laughs> yeah and um, I just want to say too as a DJ, like What's your? Do you think that you play when it comes to breaking new artists? Like, what what makes an artist stand out to you, and what yeah. makes you get
0: excited about playing someone's music? Yeah. So I mean, first and foremost, one thing that uh, stick out with me with artists just just you know the effort and the relationship and the communication with mm. the DJ. Like for example, mm. with you, man, you messaged me before the show <laughs> and all that. Um, <laughs> And all that. And we, we, we chopped it up, too. And then we yeah, we did. We, we talked a we lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and we made things work. It, 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 yeah. It, it's funny. A uh, little side story, y'all. I think we brought this. Uh, I couldn't download his songs because I had a lot of gigs that weekend, right? Yeah. I felt yeah. hella bad. But he had a USB. I was like, don't you have a USB? He comes prepared. That's what I know. This guy's prepared. And then I think it was like the beginning of the event. He We yeah. plugged in the USB and it stopped all the music. I was like, oh crap. <laughs> but it all worked out at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and also, like, their, their consistency in their social media, I think that's a big thing. Because, I'll be real, like, I follow a lot of artists, but they don't post consistently. You know what I mean? They don't show up on my feed, on my algorithm. Mm. So, sometimes I don't even know if people are active. So, the more active they are with posting, even if it's not just music stuff, people know, you know what I mean? Um I feel like I feel like so um a person that I kind of look at, look format wise that I look up to like my mentor DJ Eternal. He's posting constantly whether it's stories, posts, he's always posting, but behind that is his relevance. Because he's relevant, people book him. You know what I mean? That's what I learned to do with my brand. You know what I mean? Just being able to just stay relevant Stay up to date with things, you know. Keep in touch and all that, you know. I think that's a huge thing with artists, and I think sometimes also it's gonna take more than posting. I think sometimes you just have to be out there. You mm-hmm, just have to be. Mm-hmm.
1: You just have to be approachable. You just have to be there in person. You just have to be there in the flesh, you know. Um, yeah, scattered out what?
0: through the Mar- community, you know. You know, Mark, when you said approachable, being out with the community, showing up to events, yeah, that's a huge thing, yeah. right? It goes way in above that because, you know, okay. Okay, I don't know if this if this has ever happened, something similar. I don't know if I worked with rappers, but for DJs, it'll be like DJs coming up in the game. And I, I'm totally for that. But like, hey, bro, put me on with a gig. But they've yeah. never been to any of my gigs. I'm like, right, bro, right, right. how can I put you on if you haven't really been there for anything? Mm. I don't know if I worked with rappers if it's like oh. similar in a way. <laughs> but like, dude, like hey, like, hey, bro, let me do the show with you. I'm like, dude. <laughs> I was like, you know, put in the effort.
1: That's that's huge thing. So one thing I do know about, uh, I I can only speak for myself, but what I do notice about the hip-hop scene, especially within us rappers or MCs, one thing for sure, Asthmatic, is that we're definitely competitive. All right? Mm. So when we're competitive, we're competitive with each other. Um, So we're all about sharing bigs and putting you on the lineup. It's all good. But just in general, I think we're just competitive. So what that does to MCs and rappers is I think a lot of times we only care about our own careers. And we're not, we're not there to like go out of our way to look out for someone else. Because we're just focused on ourselves, you know? Um, as DJs, do you think that happens with you guys? Are you guys competitive with each other? Um, do you guys get kind of selfish with gigs or purposely not put someone on? Like, yeah. how does it work? For real, though. Yeah. So personally,
0: for me, man, I love doing gigs with other DJs. First yeah. of all, less pressure and makes the job more fun, um, and all that. Like, like if you look at a lot, a lot of like like the club flyers, you'll see I'm always doing back to backs with others. Yeah. Like, if I have the opportunity to put someone on, dude, why the hell not? You know what I mean? Yes. Um, the thing is though, especially in the Bay, I would say a lot of the DJs would agree is there's a lot of like clicks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of like, you know, I you know back in the day, there was DJ crews. There's not a lot right now. Like, for example, the Uplifters, up it took a while for that. You know what I mean? Like, it, like you know, the OG DJs, they would tell me stories how they used to be in different cliques and all that. Um, and it's not as a big thing no more, you know, these DJ cliques. But luckily for me, I was able to be a part of a pretty, you know, respected group of DJs. You know what I mean? Which is a good thing because... You know, those connections, those relationships that you create will help you. Because the thing is, with DJs, right, let's say you get inquired for a gig, right? You're going to pass it on to another DJ to help out that customer. At least that's what I do. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So there's always those go-to people that you just really work well with and you trust to take on those gigs. You know, because at the end of the day, you're the one who referred them. So in a way, your name is on the line because you referred that person. Right, but I feel like as of lately, because of uh, just because of a lot of different things, I feel like uh, DJs are working a lot more together overall. That's that's especially in the Bay Area. The thing is with the Bay, the big uh, culture, hip hop culture, because the Bay wasn't like you know like L.A. or New York. The Bay kind of had to make their own thing, right? So in a way, a lot of we really had to support each other. I feel like that's, that's, that's one thing that I just really love about the Bay. If you're from the Bay Area, support each other no matter what, which is just a, yeah, you know. which is a dope thing. Because the, the one thing we all share, you know, is we're all from the Bay Area. You know what I mean? That hyphy that energy, that mm-hmm. stupid go-go-dumb energy, which is just, you know, amazing. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
1: Let me ask you this. Who's the top
0: three artists in the Bay Area right now making
1: noise that you got to bump in the club? top three top, top three Bay Area artists right so now so crazy that you said so in a club setting um well because the reason why I ask is because you know you're in the clubs every weekend and I just want to know like is there anyone in the Bay Area that's making music like for the clubs right now top three yeah. that you gotta ban yeah.
0: so I would say a lot of top three from the Bay Pilo that's a big thing uh 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 what Oh, too, he, he's been going crazy too. The big stepping track that he came out with, and Capolo, Capolo's okay. been hella hard too. Yeah, those are the top three, I'd say. So, now, as
1: far as the club setting, right, what's the top three joints you've been playing lately? New records, new 2022 songs that that's making a heat, making some noise out there, new just in general. The, okay. the, this, this doesn't even have to be from the Bay, just What's the top three songs that's really dope in the club right now? That's really hitting the
0: club right now that I always laugh. Ooh, okay, okay. I'm trying to think as of recently overall. Um That one new Nicki Minaj song, all the girls love that. I forgot what okay. it was
1: called.
0: Have you heard that one yet? I, I have not. I have not heard that new shit yeah, yet. Not, okay. That one, that one really worked in the club the other day when I used it. Um, shoot. new club If I had my DJ thing Bad Bunny <laughs> <bad, bad>, <laughs> that Bunny all the time bro there's like a meme with that too a lot of people would be like memeing that Bad Bunny always hits in the club right now yeah
1: that's a huge thing
0: yeah, yeah. hip hop um Big Steppen is always a good one to play that came out this year I believe mm-hmm. so yeah Big Steppen that was a big that was a huge one in the Bay um Pilo's new album just dropped, a little bit of Leverage as well, too. But the thing is, bro, what's interesting about the club scene is you know your market, right? So, like, in a club with a bunch of, like, let's say Asians who go to that club a lot, you can play Pilo really easily. (laughs) Whereas, with let's say you go to more, like, Latino, Black, like, uh, uh, type of, like, population club, you can can get away a lot more with that, which is so interesting, it's it's interesting how it works. You just gotta really know your audience and what you can slap really well. If that does that make sense?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Um, what do you like? Do you like being the, the opener or
0: the closer or the middle? Where where when do you like playing? You know what, bro? Um, you know that's one thing. You know, when I first started, of course, I wanted to be during that peak time. But to be honest, it doesn't matter to me to this very day. Yeah. Like, yeah. If I'm gonna open, what if I'm gonna, gonna open, I can, it, yeah. I can play whatever I want. You know what I mean? I can, I can break some new records or even some like records that are not too big, and it'll be cool. You know. But number two, or first and foremost, before all that, I'm gonna get a goal: to get at least one person in this room when there's fighting a lot of people to dance. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. focus on that group. That's all I'm gonna do. Focus <laughs> on that group. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Man, so it sounds like yo, it sounds like you got a lot of um, good qualities to be a DJ. You're looking at it in a in a very humble way. That's awesome, man. I like I like how you don't care like whether you put me as an opener, middle, uh, ending. I'ma kill it. I, I love that attitude. And um, let me ask you this: It also sounds like you may have some inspiration to be an event organizer someday. You feel me? Like yeah. that that throws events because you have you have done it before. You have thrown events so what else what else would you like to branch off from from djing because event organizing probably branches off from like your art for, for your love for djing but what else do you think you can, you can get into as a dj because for example right funk master in new york like the doors open for him to, to to do car shows you know um like what would you like to do uh, besides event organizing that's still oh, like,
0: music-related re- music, industry, music industry, music-industry-related, you know? What do you mean by he did cars? Like, he, uh, he dj for car shows, or he, like, he hosts car shows? Yeah, so, like, Master Flex from New
1: York, like, he's, he's the one that's been really um, dominating the airwaves out there on Hot 97 for decades now, bro. Since, like, yeah. the 90s. Since the late 80s, to the early 90s. And um, with everything that he's done, I also think that Funkmaster Flex has been really out there in the car show scene. Like, he, he does, like, Ford Mustangs, car shows, like, the classic oh, wow. cars. I guess Doris just opened that for him. Or, for example, um, a lot of DJs became podcast hosts or DJs became radio personalities. I guess, what else do you see DJ, what else, Doris, do you
0: see DJ opening for you? Yeah, okay, so... You know, it's so wild. I actually, I used to do a podcast, bro. Mm. Yeah, I, I used nice. to do a podcast with other people. Uh, nice. That's something that I, I would love to get into again. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, I know it's uh, it takes, you know, it takes a lot of effort for things. That's something that I realized about about uh, just the creative thing in general. I think mean, that's a huge thing. Um, event organizing, I do want to get back into that again uh and hopefully you know down the down the road as, as, as things align and i get more money i would love to have my own spot um whether if it's a club an event space or whatever that's one thing that i would love to have just to be able to provide that because i feel like space is such a huge thing you know what i mean and uh dude like when i go into clubs or like venues I don't just DJ. I work with the event organizer. I work with the artist. Whatever makes the event run smoothly, I, I'm willing to do. I'm a, I'm a big team player. Duh. You know what I mean? And um, I think just being able to pro- provide that environment and space for, for people that'd be super dope. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I love one thing that I love doing is meeting somebody, or I love seeing is meeting somebody and they just end up coming up so like so big or whatever, mm-hmm. or they're consistent with what they do. It's just amazing to see. I've seen that with a lot of different artists, which is just amazing. You know what I mean? So yeah. What's your thoughts
1: on her, the artist? Her, she's uh, half black, half Filipina.
0: Oh, she's dope. She's her, her. dope, right? Yeah, she's dope. Yeah, her is freaking dope. Oh man. Yeah. Who do you prefer? The... Go, go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Who do you prefer, Saweetie or uh,
1: or Megan the Stallion?
0: Like the one for me, so (laughs) I'm like okay. In terms of like just like who I like, the Weedy because he puts on for the Bay hella hard. To be honest, nice. (laughs) And she's Filipino too. Yes,
1: yes. Yo, Cardi B or Megan The Stallion? Megan The Stallion. Wow, cool. All right, J Cole or Kendrick Lamar?
0: Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. Mm. Yeah. Uh right. E40 or too short? Ooh. E40. Yeah, wow. E40.
1: E40. Now, as far as, like, spinning them at the club, which one do you think bangs harder in the club? E40 or too short? Oh, Okay. Uh,
0: too short. Too short does yeah. take a lot more in
1: it. Like, <laughs> yes, he does. Ah, dude. One too thing short about got
0: the, more bangers. Yeah. One thing about the Baybro... Like, people love that fucking talk shit rap. Like, there's a lot of uh, like, there's some like they area tracks that are just hella aggressive, bro. And people just love fucking going crazy to that shit. <laughs> and Too Short talks a lot of shit in his rap. No doubt. I'll tell you that he talks his shit. Let me ask you this:
1: <coughs> What would be your advice for upcoming DJs out there, the youth? maybe there's a high school kid out there right now trying to get into this. What would be your advice for them?
0: Yeah, you know what? The, the biggest thing that I would advise them is, you know, it's you know, of course there's there was a lot of bedroom DJs who came up who came up after COVID, right? People who would stream on Twitch, right? They were uh, DJing, and I feel like DJing a lot. A lot of people are DJing now, what I, what I from what I noticed. Yeah. Right. Um. But you know. Outside of DJing in your bedroom, it's a whole different thing. I think the biggest thing is just making sure you put yourself out there. You know, uh, meet people, connect with you know if that one person is going to book you for your next gig. Right. Every time I go to an event, Marlon, I'm always getting at least one person's Instagram right. or contact info all the time. stay connected and so they stay up to date so you stay relevant to them you know what I mean Um, and you know of course just making sure you are keeping up to date with the new music like for example for me man it's such a habit that if I hear a song that bumps really good and I just I like it I shazam it and (laughs) at the end of the week or whatever I'll find all those songs I shazam it playlist, and boom you know always having the air for it that's, that's the biggest advice that, that I'll give. And remember, there's, there's always this saying that a lot of DJs say, how can you party or how can you DJ for a party you've never been to, right? You can't, mm. you know, you you want to say like, oh, you want to DJ for this spot, but have you come out and support those DJs, those events, met those club people, right? If you want to go out and DJ for something specific, go out there, you know what I mean? And make yourself known, you know what I mean? Mm. That's, that's a huge thing. Because a lot of things that I did to come up as a youngin, was I, I? went out to support others. And whenever I didn't have gigs, I would go out to support others, and that's why they were and build those relationships and that rapport. You know what I mean? That's a that's a big thing. Good job. Um, 2020.
1: I know it, it. really it stopped a lot of things for a lot of people. What are some of the ways you kept your sanity when when everything was canceled? Like because a lot of things was canceled for a good year and a half right for a good one year and a half everything stopped well, what did you do to kind of make sure make sure that you stay relevant or you you somehow stayed out there you know
0: yeah yeah man um so i was uh, I, did, I did go into the twitch and tiktok thing too. nice um i remembered uh uh, I was I was coming up big with the TikTok a little bit. I almost went I was going up to 3K, and my my, my videos were getting like uh, viral and stuff. I was doing the Twitch streaming, with Twitch the live streaming, I I don't know. It was never a big thing for me. I tried it for a little bit, but it was it wasn't really much. Um, I also launched my podcast during that time as well, mm-hmm. too, with a group of other people. It's called Pick Your Brain Podcast. We're on YouTube. If anybody ever wanted to check it out, we interviewed a bunch of artists. And have a lot of conversations. Shout out to Simone, MC Churo, and uh, Mike, from uh, owner of Uga. It was four of us who would do those uh, videos. Um, also, at the same time, too, right, there was also this big rise with the Black Lives Matter movement. I was organizing a lot in, uh, in the San Jose area. So, that was one of the things that kind of kept me busy. Because uh, my work, my primary work is a personal trainer and a fitness manager. So, I manage... Uh, a training department and gyms were one of the last places to open so I was out of work for a while and, and that's something I'm not really used to you know what I mean because I do work yeah. a lot so yeah wow
1: man like what did you learn about yourself as an organizer when 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 everything was going down bro yeah. like how was that like for you yeah so
0: I, I was an organizer uh, a couple of years for two or three years I was actually uh, president of the NDWC Youth Chapter of Saturday. Yeah, so if y'all don't know what that is, that's actually the oldest civil rights organization in Africa. Mostly, it's a a mix. It was founded by, I believe, black, white, and Jewish uh, uh, Americans. But it's predominantly black, right? So as a Filipino-American organizing for that, you know, that was interesting um i made a lot I, I, I got very well connected with the community because of that you know what i mean so I, I feel like that's the biggest thing that i learned just being able to work with the community and work with others
1: yeah, that's awesome dude um yo 2022 is about to be done we got about three more months and that's it 2023 is the, the new year you know it's gonna go pretty fast what are some of the things you're trying to accomplish for the rest of the year
0: yeah you know it's, it's crazy yeah it's, it's coming dude i didn't i didn't even know it was like already mid-september like at one point this month dude i was like holy crap it's already uh 30 days into september it's happening it's right crazy now. right yeah it's it's super crazy man wow. uh, one of the biggest things that i am trying to get done before the end of the year is i'm trying to organize a show so uh 50% of the uh proceeds are going to go to a special needs organization oh, uh, wow. for this rare disease called Prada-Willi syndrome. It's actually, so that's my third job. I work with special needs uh, kids. And Me too. Uh, one of my Oh, you do? You do too?
1: I do behavior therapy and uh, home care for kids with autism. So yeah. That's
0: amazing, man. Wow. Let's chop it up
1: about that. We got to chop it up about yes, that when we get sir, off Yes, we right? will. Right. We have to. Um, um, so too. yeah, so you're doing an event for, uh, and the proceeds go to this
0: charity. Okay, so fifty so percent is gonna go to this nonprofit, and the other fifty yeah. percent is gonna go to a mental health organization. Because you know, um, I do have family members that deal with that. I've dealt with it myself too. I feel like, um, feel like that's something I want to do uh, around my birthday time. I'm looking yeah. at a spot in November. Oh, wow. If you are free around that time, I'm my my biggest thing is just trying to get funding for the event because I do want to be able to be yeah, an artist hopefully yeah yeah so, let's chop know. it up let's chop it up yes after sir I'll hit you up right
1: now I'll hit yes, you up um, so yeah okay dope so you remember that's awesome man it's for a great cause it's also for the kids mm-hmm. um, and so yeah uh, good luck with that and I, I hope everything goes down and I will be there um, you and what else what else are you
0: trying to accomplish for the rest of this year um End of the year, um, that's it really, man. I'd say no. That's the main thing. I feel like as of now, I'm just thinking it, I'm kind of taking it day by day. Um, also mentally prepare myself for I, I I'm gonna be finishing up I'm getting transferred to a state college, uh okay, cool next, ne- next semester. So just be able to mentally prepare and enjoy the time I have now before I start start that hustle for school again. So yeah, mm. man. Yo, man, I love it, asthmatic
1: congratulations for, with everything that you do for the community and um, I'm proud of you bro thank and you man thank you for doing the podcast keep spreading that good energy bro we need more of you out here we need more humble DJs out here that ha- that ha- their intentions are in the right place and um those are the people that's gonna succeed in the business for sure you know
0: I appreciate you man thank you so much Ron for for putting me on with this, uh, this dope podcast. You're a great interviewer, man. i to let oh, you know okay. that
1: too. <laughs> yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yo, I'm going to hit you back right now for when we hang up. I'm going to hit you back right now, all right? Hi, buddy. Yo, to everybody who tuned in, all my folks in Mopitas, Santa Cruz, the Bay Area, San Jose, thank you so much for always showing us love. Thank you to everybody tuning in. We appreciate you. DJ Asthmatic, MD, we out. Peace.